0: Hello, my name is Flick Beckett, and welcome to The Love of Cinema, a Picturehouse podcast proudly sponsored by Kia, the champion of independent cinema nationwide. On today's show, we are talking with Dylan Howitt, director of the beautiful, very moving and word-of-mouth phenomenon, The Nettle Dress, a seven-year labour of love documenting artist Alan Brown creating a dress made from nothing but stinging nettles.
1: It's like the history of the last seven years crystallized into this material. Seven summers, seven seasons of nettle, seven winters of spinning. During the whole process of doing this, you know, my dad's died. I was sitting by his bedside spinning nettle, and then Alex being ill and her dying. Inadvertently, all that going into the thread.
0: Welcome, director Dylan Howitt, to the Picture House podcast. And we are here to discuss your beautiful film, The Nettle Dress, released nationwide and in Picture Houses from September the 15th. Yay! <laughs> so I often ask people if they are familiar with Picturehouse cinemas, but I actually do know you are, as like me, you've spent much of your film viewing time over the last 30 years, either at the Ritzy in Brixton or the Duke of Yorks in Brighton. But you, and also you recently toured the Nettle Dress as part of the Picturehouse green screen. So can you tell us what it was like having your films play at these cinemas that you have spent so much of your valuable film time in?
1: Um, yeah, I have to tell you, Flake, it was so exciting. I've got to say the, the highlights of, the, of showing the film so far have been in picture house cinemas. I mean, the the premiere was at the Sydney City Film Festival, which you were there at, and that was showing at the Duke of Yorks. And it was just the most special screening ever. It was a completely packed house. Lots of people who, lots of our friends and family, obviously, and everyone who worked on the film, but then just loads of other people who were interested and and it just it had such a nice atmosphere to it and that just kind of set us off on our journey I and mean, there was a standing ovation and and we ended up winning the audience award which is fab so that was the kind of beginning of the whole journey of of the film in, in cinemas and then more recently i think it was in may um, we showed it at the ritzy screen one of the Ritzy and that was a place I kind of used to live in I mean that was I never I didn't go to film school but that kind of was my film school in the Ritzy going to all the films there and again a a full house um, and we had a live music sort of bit of the of the presentation and we had a panel discussion and it was so buzzy and fun and yeah it was such a good night so yeah it's it's been really great
0: I, can't, I just can't tell you how happy I am to be saying that you have a national release date as well because it's something that we've talked a lot about over the journey of the film, which has been quite a journey. And, and the film has achieved almost cult status. And, and normally it's the other way around. It gets released and then it achieves a, a growing status. And should we talk a bit about how you know, cinema has changed and how you've really worked hard to, to to bring about the film and and how it has caught the imagination of so many.
1: This film started really sort of humbly. It just, it, it was actually a sort of how-to video I made with Alan about sort of just for him to share the experiments he was doing uh, making cloth from nettles, you know, and he'd, he'd been sort of playing with it for a, a little while and he just reached out to me as a, an old friend and said, you know, can we just do a little video? And that video kind of went viral, and and got millions of hits. And 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 from that, we kind of thought, okay, there's something in this. You know, this pe- people are really connecting with this, the the craft of it, but also the kind of the meditative quality of it. So Alan set up a Facebook group, which just grew and grew and grew. And I think at the moment it's it's called it's called Nettles for Textiles, and it's got about twenty seven thousand people in it. And And what's been so nice is, like f- from having made that short film and thinking there was a longer film, i, I would I, I went around, I tried to pitch it. I, I pitched it to broadcasters, I pitched it to all the main main documentary funds, and none of them went for it, right? They just all thought, mm, that's quite nice, but there's no audience for this. But we because of because we'd set up this community and there was an, and we'd seen the reaction to the first films we'd made. We knew there was an audience for it, and that audience were the people ended up being the people who donated to our crowd funders. So there was this lovely symbiosis. You know, we made these short films for free. We put them out online, and those people were in. Lots of people were inspired by them. They joined the group. Uh, you know, they sort of became part of this community around the films, and then they were the ones who donated money to to it. And then now they're the ones who are helping us promote it and they're the ones who are coming to see it. But that And that's just the kind of core of, of the audience. But, you know, I've always tried to think of making a film that isn't just for the kind of hardcore textile makers, but that it's got a much wider appeal. And so I think it's lovely that it's has this sort of very energetic and inspired craft community who are really into it, but, but that also you know, they're bringing their husbands or their children or their mums or whatever. And those people are really enjoying it as well. So it is kind of rippling out. And I think a lot more people are coming to see the film and enjoying it than than just the sort of craft community.
0: I love the, the description that you had when we were discussing once about the theory of attention. Hmm. And I, I wonder if you could tell tell us about that, because I think that was one of the reasons why it has been so successful
1: one of the really lovely things when people come to see the film that people say is that they find it a very meditative, you know, it's a very, it's quite a quiet film. It's, it's not, you know, it's, it's up against it's that it really tickles me that it's up against films like Barbie and Oppenheimer and these big, loud films, which I enjoy those films. Don't get me wrong, but ours is quite a quiet film and it just kind of invites attention and people find it very meditative. And what I think it is, is that what you're, a lot of the film you're watching Alan just very gently carefully sort of making this well picking the nettles and then processing them and then spinning them into the thread and then weaving that into cloth and then making the dress itself and it's just this gentle but very focused sort of attentive process and I think it's just so enjoyable to watch and I think the reason why it Perhaps it's so enjoyable. Is it's it's just all about paying attention. It's all about Alan paying this very careful, loving attention to what he's doing. I I just yeah, I think people really respond to that. And as I've looked into this whole idea of attention and paying attention, you know, and read, and read all about it and stuff, there's this beautiful definition of love, which is attention is love or love is attention. In other words, you love the things you pay attention to, and and you love them by paying attention to them, and um i think that when you see alan doing what he does you know it's, it's this profound act of love and and i and but and i think that people just respond to it i think you know not in an a sort of open it's not like a i don't know how to put it it's kind of in internal and it's implicit it's not explicit it's just something you just feel it it's a feeling thing come, somehow but yeah a lot of people come out very much calmer having seen the film they feel like the slow down you know and they usually come out with a smile on their face there's such a lovely atmosphere after the film is shown as well
0: it is and and it is what we go to the movies for really is love you know whether it's romantic love or you know and in this way we're finding a love of 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 the minutiae of life in a way that you could never possibly imagine and it is a meditative film but it's also quite the hero's journey, it is quite an epic adventure. And, you know, you are, it is gripping, utterly gripping in so many parts, like you can't bear the thought of the thread breaking or, you know, something not quite working or, you know, that there is something about it that, you know, that is so um, enthralling, you know, did you ever think, cause it was seven years in the making, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Did you ever think, <laughs> like, how am I gonna edit down all this material into something will be so engaging
1: uh, yeah I mean it was really challenging to edit it definitely I mean the first sort of assembly cut that I had I think was maybe three hours long or something and it felt really boring I mean it was just very slow and again the hardcore sort of textile makers would have loved to watch it because you're watching all the every little detail of the, the process but yeah I'm I, I decided to really cut it to the bone and cut Cut essentially a very short feature film it's only 68 minutes one of the v- reviews we had which i really liked was um 68 minutes of pure soul nourishment which i thought was really nice <laughs> but uh but you know it's i just decided to really cut it make it very pithy and just and but it was that tricky balance between you know i wanted people to really feel the years and feel the effort you know and feel the repetition and just that just how much went into making this thing um, but without being boring so it just but so you it needed to have that slowness but not to the point where you're kind of looking you your watch or just oh god or going to sleep or whatever so it's 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 just enough and i just felt i wanted it to feel charged you know like um just in the same way that i think with alan all that attention all that attention he puts into creating this thread and all and creating this cloth fills it with intention it fills it with love and magic because it's it's every thread, you know. He's made he's literally handcrafted every single thread, and it's a similar process with the filmmaking. I think, you know, I've really gone over it and gone over it and gone over it, and I, you know, edited for six or seven months, um, and it, it really had to work for it to stay in the film. So it's this kind of condensing process, or you know, and anything that just felt surplus, it might have been beautiful, but I just had to had to cut it. And I, I always like that idea in editing that you you know i think that it's a classic kind of idea that you kind of try to come into a scene as late as you can and and you try and leave the scene as early as you can and you always kind of want people to be like oh wait wait i'm still i'm still in because you kind of you want it to roll forward you want to create that momentum you want to give it a kind of yeah forward momentum a forward motion like a, a sort of a pebble kind of going down a hill or something it's and it it needs to always throw forward to the next and so there was lots of scenes where I could have held it longer, but I, I deliberately <laughs> kind of tried to cut into it so that you're just, wait a minute, I'm still with that. And now we're in the next thing already. And so even though it's quite a slow process, it's it does actually go quite quick, it's, it, ironically.
0: Yes, I hear you. And as you're explaining it, I'm like, ah, yes. And, and, I, and I love the way um, the chapters as well give it room to breathe. So you definitely feel a sense of time passing with the beautiful animation and, you know, because with animation, you can literally just see two or three seconds, if that. And um, uh, it's almost like a montage, you know, of, for time passing. Tell me about, yeah, the animation and the chaptering of the film.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, one of the keys that really unlocked this story for me and, and sort of how to tell it was this fairy tale called Wild Swans, which is a Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale. And it's all about a sister whose who's brothers, seven brothers are bewitched and turned into swans. And in order to save them, she's got to knit these seven shirts from Nettles. And, um, and so, you know, that's what she does over years kind of thing. And that's a, a story that Alan had read and, and was inspired by. And it was, it was one of the reasons why he decided to make a dress actually, because he just wanted to evoke a fairy tale. And he, in fact, he, he, he said that he had in mind that woman, you know that she she needed a piece of clothing as well which i thought was a lovely idea that he was making it for her but yeah when when he sort of when we were talking a lot about fairy tales and it sort of thought it it seemed really clear that this is something he was doing he was on this kind of fairy tale this kind of weird herculean task that he'd set himself completely mad but beautiful to make this dress from nettles and so it i somehow needed to to give the film that feeling as well and i was so in, in every way i could think of i was trying to give it that feeling of a fairy tale and one of them was 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 a kind of a literary device really which is the chapter headings so it it runs in 7 chapters and then it has an epilogue as well and with the animations it was the idea was to kind of give it a feeling of you know those um sort of woodcuts that you get at the the chapter headings they're, like, they're was like little beautiful illustrations uh, at the beginning of each chapter, which you get in fairy tales. So that was the kind of idea. And it was just a, a nettle, simple nettle growing over the course of the seven chapters it gets bigger and bigger and then a butterfly flies off. And so it's very simple. But but like you say, it's it's it gives it it helps to give a sense of a reset and um, and also that time's passing. And now we're in another season and here he's doing something else. And it just so it just it kind of helps give it's, it's a, another thread really i mean and i use that word you know <laughs> you know uh, deliberately you know there's there's multiple threads running through the film and just like there are through the cloth and and one of them is the chapters you know there's that's one of the ways to sort of guide the audience and help the audience along the way
0: let's go somewhere new see worlds we've never seen before, so that we can feel inspired. Whether you're sitting in a cinema or in one of our cars, inspiration comes when we feel something new. That's why our electrified range is designed to take you on inspiring journeys. Kia, proud supporter of independent cinema. Kia, movement that inspires. And as as with all great documentaries you know you have to be as a filmmaker very reactive to what's happening in the lives of the people that you're documenting and you know Alan's um, life was you know initially we, we meet Alan when he's going through the death of his father and it's really engaging but also you know that very humane piece of filming to watch him use making the, the thread as a part of his sitting at vigil with his father and then through the film, tragically, Alan's wife is, uh, dies as well. And I know that you were going through some ex- um, grief with losing your um, your stepfather. And the film has been really um, received by a lot of people in, the, in how you chose to deal with the grief that both you and Alan were experiencing. And I wonder if you could talk to me a bit about that, about people's reactions to the film.
1: So many people have come and spoken to us about their own stories of loss or, or of sitting with people as they're dying or what it is to go through a grieving process and yeah they found it to be very cathartic just to watch Alan's, Alan's story and also they found it really valuable to hear him talk about how craft and creativity helped him through it really you know that especially the spinning but also just to have this this kind of um, project just helped him, you know, through the, those really dark days and actually turn. I mean, I think it's a big theme of the film is 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 what creativity and craft can do in, in turning something dark and and sort of and difficult and painful into something beautiful. It's sort of that alchemical thing of, of you know, sort of base metal into gold or you know in this case nettles into soft cloth something spiky and stingy into something that's that's so soft and lovely and you can put put around you you know so i think you know it's 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 both it was both very practical and how it helped alan and me in terms of being with each other and talking it through sort of how it helped him in a really practical level with the spinning and the sort of almost meditation of it but it's also entirely metaphorical about how it, it sort of it was transformative. You know, he was externalizing something, but it was it was, and he was working the nettles, but somehow the nettles were also working him, and mm-hmm. it was they were helping him. So it was this fascinating process that was going on as he was doing it. But yeah, so many people have have come and thanked us really for that.
0: Yeah, I could, and also I, I I feel it was um a, a greater sort of um study of grief as well for what's happening to the world you know and the countryside and the loss that we're experiencing there and and how we can value what we have left in a way you know like Alan goes to the scrubbiest bits of woodland that are pretty much all a lot of people have to walk through you know and again transforming it what what looks like you know the place where someone might abandon an old mattress you know he's you know, taking it's it's what grows there and making it again into this beautiful dress, and and talking about the the the, the woodland that he's working with.
1: Mm, definitely, yeah. I mean, um, what one of the uh, it was actually another of the little the little keys that helped me kind of unlock the film was a lovely quote from the actor Mark Rylance, who's been very supportive of our film. But and he'd written an article saying that artists and storytellers have a responsibility, as this is the quote, it, it, to tell love stories about nature and to sort of to awaken people, to make a change, you know, to sort of connect people because we're so disconnected, you know. And so, and I, when I read that, I thought, well, you know, we, this is what we're doing. This is our love story to to the nettle, but it's also a love story to the little scrubby wood where Alan found most of the nettles called lime kiln wood. And it's a wood that you wouldn't even, you know barely notice if you walk through it you kind of it's nothing particularly picturesque um it just happened to have a lot of nettles there it. but it's it's full of wonder and i think that's the the key maybe that it, you know at its heart the film is about about this relationship with this plant the, the nettle which we all know it's probably the net the plant that we all first learn because it's either our mums told us to don't you know watch out for the nettles or we've brushed against it and we got a nasty sting and so you know a nettle. Everybody knows the nettle, and they're ubiquitous, aren't they? They're just everywhere in, in the towns as well as the parks. And yet, there's so much to them, and it, it, there's so much wonder there, you know. And and, and I've, over the years, I filmed it. You know, I was filming that all the different insects that live on there. Or I, I was filming it in all the different seasons, and and um, the different stages from the beautiful, lush green leaves in spring that you can eat, to the kind of tired, ropey end of summer autumn kind of leathery look or the kind of almost just the skeletal stalks of the, in winter and and they're just so abundant and they're so they, they they just keep coming back they're so strong you know but yeah and so it's 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 that thing of finding the beauty in what we have and not forgetting that the simple beauty the simple wonder in our local park or and in, in this plant which maybe a lot of people think of as a weed but is actually you know, it's, it's, it's medicine, it's food and it's fiber for clothing. It's, it's so much for us. And it's always lived alongside us. So, And it's, it's a culture plant as well. There's so many stories around it and, and poetry. And so it's, you know, it's all of those things, really.
0: <laughs> yes, it's, it's such a celebration. And often when I've said to people, oh, the nettle dress, they're like, oh, is that a horror film or something? Can, I can't imagine <laughs> anything. It must be a torture instrument, this nettle dress. And I love it when um, Alan brings the dress, and people queue to want to touch it. And he's so unprecious with it because you couldn't have a softer, more beautiful, more un- unexpected fabric from this plant that we've all been told is so awful to stay and to stay away from. I want to talk about why how Alan is so unprecious with the dress because it is—it's really great that he does that, doesn't it? you know people Mm -hmm. respond so well do you want to talk a bit
1: about how alan is yeah yeah definitely what i like is this this isn't a kind of an art project where it's kind of like it's a very practical project he's very pragmatic he wanted to to make a functional garment i mean his his in fact the original maybe that's the thing to talk about is his original sort of question when he first was fiddling around with nettles and seeing the fibers was you know can i make a viable garment from things that I can free a plant I can freely forage just within a couple of miles of my house so it it couldn't be a more green sustainable garment because it's it's literally freely foraged it's almost there's almost no technology in how he's made it apart from the loom isn't probably the most complicated thing but it's mostly really simple tech he says he's not hasn't doesn't have any special skills I mean I might (laughs) disagree with him on that but you know he, he says that it proves that anybody could do it because he didn't he didn't know how to do it before he started. He's just taught himself as, along the way. He's literally kind of followed the thread and just taught himself the skills he's needed along the way. And then he's made this thing that's that feels so precious, and and that you you think he might want to just lock away in a, in a kind of museum behind glass or something. And yet he doesn't want to do that at all. I think he'd like to see it being worn, you know, maybe by one of his daughters as they pick potatoes in the allotment or something, <laughs> you know, he, he he wants to see it being worn and, and, and to, to see what, how the cloth softens up and how it changes and how the color changes. And, you know, he's, he's just curious to see the full life cycle. And in fact, that comes up in the film, this idea that, you know, at the end of its life, when it's just rags, it could be laid back down in the same wood where the nettles came from. And it would just, there's no plastic or anything. It would just dissolve back into the wood which is a lovely thought as well.
0: It really is. And, and just to talk about like, the, the carbon footprint of the dress, which is zero, and apart from maybe the loom, you know, the, 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 the film has a zero carbon footprint practically as well. It really is quite magical in that respect.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I, I was invited to speak on this um, sort of panel at, at the BFI and about sustainable filmmaking. And it was really, really interesting, both about messaging, how do we tell the stories we need to be telling in this sort of climate emergency, but also how do we make films in a really green, sustainable way? And so I was inspired from that to actually calculate exactly how much carbon we used. I had thought that it was going mostly going to be transport because we did drive sometimes to, to um, the woods just because I had a bit of kit to carry and stuff. Um, but actually it wasn't, it was mostly the edit because the edit was quite long. Um, so that was, I think, 0.5 tons of carbon and then a little bit of driving and then a little bit of charging batteries. And that's it, that's all of it. And so I think we used in total 0.68 metric, carbon, sorry, metric tons of carbon, which is less than a 20th of a similar length TV production because TV is terrible for just, you know, Jumping on a plane and going somewhere, and I've I've been guilty of that. I feel terrible, but I, and I have because I've done a lot. You know, I've worked in television a lot, and it's it's really it's really thoughtless. A lot a lot of how it's done is you know you could easily commission a crew somewhere to to film, but no, you have to send everybody yeah. there, and it, you end up burning so much carbon in in the making of a film. And it's you know uh, it 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 was something that has really became quite important to me. This idea that, you know, how you make a film is as important as the film itself. I think and I, don't, I mean, I don't just mean in terms of the carbon, but I just mean in terms of the ethics and how how it's done, how you treat people and how you bring people along with you, how you do that, how you make it is just as important because there's this myth of of the of the kind of the director or the artist who, who, who anything goes in order to make the piece. You know, and you can be a bully or you can be horrible and it doesn't matter if you make a great film, you know, and I just don't agree with that. I just I think there's, you know, that's that's a horrible, poisonous um, way of thinking. It's actually Sarah Polly, the, the Canadian filmmaker who I really like, who who, who writes a lot really well about this. It's just, you know, enough already of that kind of way of making films. you know.
0: Yes. she's She did Women Talking, didn't she? Yeah, yeah which is a wonderful film. Yeah, mm. no, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, some people th- seem to believe that somehow it gives access to the creative spirit. Yeah. You know? Well, it's kind of, like learn another way to get creative. Yeah, just, you know, yeah. the
1: idea that the ends justify the means. And it's like, yeah. maybe they don't, you know, maybe it's sort of how you treat your crew and how, how the crew... It, is involved in the making and in the case of this film it was you know alan and i it, i was the filmmaker i made all the decisions in the end but i carried you know i was always talking with alan all the time about what i was doing it was full full honesty and openness about everything every aspect and so he always had the opportunity to say mm, i don't know i don't even want to go there or you know and I, of course the first screening was to him of the film but then it was also to his entire family to make sure that they were happy and it's those kind of things that i think just so so important
0: i completely agree and i and i've borne witness to your lovely friendship so i i know that it's it survived whatever traumas might have been thrown at it <laughs> at any given time you know d- during the making and i just want to finish up dylan on the importance of cinema and you know what it's meant to you to show this film in a cinema and you haven't gone to any platforms you don't want it to go to streaming you know it cinema has provided this film with so much more than just a screening hasn't it
1: definitely i mean that that's actually been a real exercise in sort of assertiveness because a a lot of people online the, the kind of community i was talking about who were involved in you know funding this film and helping us with it we're almost demanding that we put it online and when are we going to get to see this you know and I just had to hold off because cinema is so so important to me I mean first of all you know we made this film for the big screen it was I always had that conception of it it's an epic story it should be seen at an epic level you know on a big screen and especially the sound as well should be heard there's a beautiful soundtrack and you know so just on a technical level it should be seen that way but uh, but i think even more important than that it's it's the feeling you get sitting together in the dark sharing a story together it's just there's nothing nothing better really for me in terms of you know the power of that and and also um what because you know there's this really interesting idea around story and how story works it's a little you know and it's basically this it's the, this idea of thesis, antithesis, synthesis. And, you know, this idea that, you know, you've got a story that's someone on a journey and maybe they come up against something and then they overcome it or they don't or whatever. And then somehow they have to incorporate what lessons they learned on that journey, going into the woods and coming back, in this case, literally. But, you know, with cinema, what you you have an opportunity to synthesize what you've learned that you don't get when you're watching something on TV because you go through this thing and then you kind of come out and I don't know if you know that feeling you know when you've seen a film you love and you've loved and you, you come out and and the world's different and it's 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 amazing and it everything just seems new and then and then you have a chance to talk about it with your friends and and somehow that's a way you can internalize what you the journey you've been on you can actually synthesize it and hold it and contain it i don't know if that makes any sense but i think there's something you can do that you don't get when you're watching it on the sofa you're distracted things are happening you don't give it your attention in the same way so yeah i think seeing this film in a cinema just felt really important i mean i'm sure eventually it will go online in places and stuff but i think it's so much more special to watch it in a cinema
0: it is thank you so much dylan for joining us today it's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you and i couldn't be more delighted that the nettle dress has got a nationwide release so thank oh. you dylan howitt and good luck <laughs> oh
1: thanks for lick much appreciated